Welcome to IdeaGen TV, today live from Washington, D.C., and with us today is the honorable and esteemed friend, colleague, and leader, Esteban Olivares, Head of Academics and New Partnerships at Summer Discovery. Esteban, welcome. Thank you. And also with us is Rosie Chola, Director of Global Education Projects and Partnerships at UNESCO Center for Peace. Rosie, welcome. Thank you, George. It's so great that you both are here today because we're doing such great things and we're working together. We'll talk about that a little bit later in this program. For the millions of individuals watching this program on IdeaGen TV, big shout out to Summer Discovery and the Future Global Leaders program that's taking place this summer. Rosie Chola will be the instructor. How does your organization at Summer Discovery approach the challenge, Esteban, of preparing students for success in what is such a rapidly changing landscape and such a rapidly changing technological landscape. When we look at just over the past few months, three months ago, four months ago, no one heard of ChatGPT. I've tried it, it's game changing. How are you doing that? Well, first of all, it's partnerships. Um, we, there's nothing that we can do without our university partners, um, the instructors who are scholars, um, who are doing research throughout the year, who are kind of bringing that knowledge to our students. Everything rests upon those partners. Uh, you know, we bring students to a college campus during the summer to learn, um, because they're future leaders. We're kind of, you know, priming those future leaders to, um, you know, solve real world problems and what better place to do that at a college campus. And so our partners through the universities that we're, that we're at um, are critical to what we do. Um, and I would say what's also important for creating that, that environment is fun. Um, you know, when you can take a class in, you know, economics or law or um, the UNSCGs, um, you, you're doing that with somebody who wants to do that with you for three weeks. And you can't really do that during the school year. And um, you have fun while doing that on a college campus. And so all of those factors combined are critical to doing what we do. Now, Rosie, let me pose that same question to you. Well, for UNESCO Center for Peace, we do lots of different things. One of the things we do focus on is education. And we like to take what we know are global issues, not only here to students in the US, but globally to students everywhere. Our strength is bringing different parts of the world together to talk about the same thing. And that is one way we believe it's getting young people to gear towards different ideas, different people, different culture, different contexts, how they look at one issue playing out in their local country versus how it's playing out here in the US. So we do that through education. We do that through partnerships. Uh, we do that by supporting organizations like Summer Discovery and IdeaGen in the global leadership courses that you guys have developed and for us to come together and work together on. And that's how we really do it. Oh, Rosie, that's incredible. And, and you know, um, I'd like to talk a little bit about experiential learning. Um, Esteban, you're, you're a pioneer in this industry, experiential learning, Summer Discovery specifically. In your respective organizations, Rosie as well, 
what is your approach to education and how does this impact your overall partnership strategies? Esteban? Well, first of all, it's, it's specifically what we do, it's, it's taking that passion. Like I said, a student's going to want to study medicine or is going to want to study law because they want to for three weeks during the summer. Very unique type of student that does that. Uh, but then once we've honed in on that passion, it's then figuring out how do we expand the learning. A lot of students will come to a summer program and have a really romanticized Hollywood view of what it means to do international relations or, or um, you know, to, to be an architect. But then when you're doing hands-on work, when you're actually solving real problems rather than just reading or preparing for a test, um, so whether that's actually, you know, building a robot or it's spending a day at the United Nations or it's doing a mock trial simulation, you're actually learning by doing. Um, and so it's kind of this action-based learning that's so critical. Um, a lot of schools can't do it during the year. And so in the summer, we have this real opportunity to deep, dive deep um, through experiential learning. Um, and then you kind of layer that with um, project-based learning, meaning that you know we're working towards something. So if it's identifying um, a UN SDG and identifying the way that we're going to solve a problem, and I'm going to work with my team to learn all about it and then pitch a solution at the end, um, that's experiential learning. I think that's just the beauty of what we can do during the summer. Incredible. Rosie? Well, our approach to how we take education for UNESCO Center for Peace is we like to remove the structures that you see in classrooms, right? In classrooms, students are coming to us with a lot of absorbed knowledge. But how do you express that knowledge into practical thinking of solving a problem? When you hear about gender, right, and you understand there is a lot of gender divide, but when you put the students in front of a community that's facing gender in terms of water, in terms of not being able to be skilled where they live because they are women, right? Now you put those people in front of them and tell them issues. It's very interesting to see the types of questions and inquiries and solutions students are able to come up with. So our strength is you have learned the theory academically, you have um, switched around with your ideas and you think you know what it is. But if we put you in front of the people going through that problem, how do you think we can solve that problem? And that's really been our approach to um, education. It's bringing the issue in front of you where it's actually happening, mm -hmm. talking and engaging to the people going through the issue. Mm -hmm. Then us using PBL or platforms like Summer, Dis Summer Discovery to say, okay, how do we now see this problem? What gender issues do you see here that we think we can be part of solving? What mindsets can, can you develop as a young person so you don't widen the gap in your own communities and cultures? Such a great description. And, and you know, it's, it's profound to think about what is happening and, and the impact of this experiential learning across the spectrum, right? In communities across the world, really. And so community engagement, and service learning. Um, what is your respective approach to that community engagement and service learning? Let's start with Rosie. Well, community engagement is our number one ways of getting students to understand global issues as early as possible. We don't think there is an, a, another book they need to read or a lecture they need to attend. At this stage, you know, we look at community engagement. Is their way of expressing what they have learned 
seeing what pockets of opportunities exist for their talents and for their ideas, right? So for us, community engagement is, can we identify a community that needs the work that we're trying to teach? And then how can our students use their talents, skills, and ideas from learning with us work on that issue? So for us, that's really my big role at UNESCO Center for Peace is finding communities and partners that we can link with education. So all of us are not just learning, but we're also contributing. And that's part of service sure. learning. That's right. Wow, profound. Esteban. Well, I think in terms of um, community, it's, it's important to think about, we're bringing students from other places into a community. So we wanna make sure that, they, that they're respecting the local university community, the local neighborhood. Um, and we do provide opportunities for students to do service learning um, in that area. So you know, if they're at UCLA, they may do a, a beach cleanup. Um, or there may be something very specific at each location that's slightly different. But I, I also want to take a different angle on this. I think when we provide an opportunity to bring several hundred students to uh, a university community, so let's just say Georgetown, Georgetown, for example, which we can actually see from here, um, those students who are coming, that impact they have along the restaurants on M Street. Um, so if we're talking about UCLA in the Westwood neighborhood, if we're talking about the University of Pennsylvania, and all the mom and pop shops that are around that area, um, students are bringing an impact there as well. So a lot of times in these university neighborhoods, summer goes silent and, and it's quiet, um, but summer programs and these students, they get to experience that neighborhood and they get to help bring in an economic impact, which is positive. And so I think that's sometimes an angle that we have to look at as well and how these summer programs have a positive impact on the local community. Just amazing. And, and so as we look at the notion of creativity and innovation, how are your respective organizations embracing creativity and innovation to help create that change? Esteban? Well, I'd say at the platform of, of a lot of our courses, of our curriculum, of what we do um, and our university partners also do in, in the curriculum they provide is 21st century skills. So um, creativity, innovation, collaboration, um, communication, those are all 21st century skills. So what does somebody need to be successful in the 21st century? Um, and it's not just communicating, but how do we communicate? Is it you know, a shared Excel sheet um, with people around the world that we're all providing data that needs to get analyzed to solve a real world problem? That's a skill on top of collaboration, on top of creativity, on top of um, critical thinking. And so it's really taking this idea of 21st century skills to build future leaders is, is a big foundation of our curriculum. Yes, for us, um, creativity starts with curiosity. So when we're working with young people um, at this stage, we just want them to be very, very curious. Um, just to go on what Esteban said, in the last year's summer discovery course, the Global Leaders Program, we had a young lady who had come from abroad. Um, her country did not have homelessness. And while she was in New York living and taking courses with other students in the Global Leaders Program, she raised a hand in our class and she said, this is the first time I've ever seen homelessness. I just want to know why America has homelessness. And she opened this door of discussion. And other people who had never been to her country, to this young lady, um, became very curious. 
right? Mm -hmm. So this course actually allowed students to envision and try to innovate ideas that could there be where this problem can be completely eliminated right. from a country, right? So when we talk about creativity and innovation, it's talking about at this stage, young people introducing them to ideas and visions that might seem limited to them because where they live, because right. of what they see. And unless we open those doors and conversations, you know, how can they go out and be more, more creative than right. that, right? Mm. So it really starts with sparking their, curio their curiosity, giving them a space to think about it, mm -hmm. and then asking them, what actions do you think, all of us, maybe our governments, maybe as we go into college or, or as we go into the workforce, what ideas do we bring right. that challenge this, this status quo that we really see yeah. all around? Yeah, it's incredible to think about. And as we think about the global goals of the United Nations, you know, these 193 member states in 2015 came together, okay. uh, unanimously agreed upon 17 goals. And so I'd like to hear how is Summer Discovery and UNESCO Center for Peace, how are you all really helping to achieve those goals? How are you, how are you using those as your North Star, Esteban? Uh, well, first, quality education, of course. Um, and through some critical and key partnerships, um, we work with some organizations to provide scholarships, provide access. Um, as Rosie was speaking to earlier, that, that idea of having that diversity in the room across genders, um, across backgrounds, ways of living. Um, when you have different voices in the room, it opens up that conversation. So it's an echo chamber. Um, no one's really learning anything. So the more diversity we could bring into the classroom, the better. And some of these key partnerships are critical to finding those scholarships for those students who otherwise couldn't afford the opportunity and making sure that we, we create that diversity so that uh, the discourse is valuable for everyone. Yeah, um, I believe if we're going to see SDG solve out in the future, if 193 member states are going to commit to achieving those goals, you've got to get young people curious and a little bit more ownership that these are goals I also want to achieve in my pro profession. You know, it's funny, in our global leaders program, after the program, I received a letter to somebody said, I'm going to join the a humanitarian field because of your class, you know, where I spent a lot of time in my class explaining that, yes, it's great to go work at an NGO, but you could be a lawyer and work on an SDG. Mm -hmm. You could be a doctor and work on an SDG, right? So to me, I think we want to open minds about what it takes to work on an SDG and support for us at UNESCO Center for Peace. When I bring partners in, I bring in people working on, S on SDGs that no one knows about. And how do we advance their work? How do we get involved in their work? Because they're mm. mostly most underfunded yeah. and unrecognized, but they're making a good local impact. So we like to advance that work by bringing them forward, talking about how they're working on SDGs and the roadblocks they face in working on SDGs. And students get a kick out of that because a lot of them then realize, well, it's not just money we need. We kind of need to be resourceful. Right. We kind of need to be innovative. We need to be creative and we need partners to really make as as SDGs a reality. Rosie, so well said. It's so so articulate and uh, was so excited uh, to be announcing the Idea Chain Future Global Leaders right. program with Summer Discovery at Barnard College at Columbia University.
uh, Esteban Olivares with Summer Discovery and our very own instructor That's for right. the program, Rosie Chala from UNESCO Center for Peace is with us here. And I'd like to ask you a few kinds of questions relating to the course. Yes. Relating to the course. And so, Rosie, what kind of speakers can we expect to see uh, students engage with at this incredible Future Global Leaders course? Well, IDHN is amazing because, as you know, we work with you guys on the course. Last year, students went to the UN building and we spoke to what I like to call a really specialized expert on microeconomies in, in Latin America. So I do believe this year, and we also had other speakers that I arranged for students to get different glimpses of what working on SDGs look like. Right. So this year, I hope to get the same mixture. I hope to get somebody pretty um, in-depth level that works on a UN level or a, at a World Bank level, combining those that we don't really know about and hear about right. to give students the right ideas and not a Hollywood view of what it <laughs> what it's like to work for on SDGs. And and let me ask both of you: uh, What types of students can we expect to see in these programs? Where are they coming from? Well, students are coming from everywhere. Um, yeah. You know, 40% of, of students at Summer Discovery are usually international students. Um, Which is amazing. When we had programs in New York City last year, we had a lot of local students, actually a lot of commuters who were coming in. Um, but there's students from everywhere, every single um, state in, in the country. Um, and so it's, it's students from all sorts. And like I said, we also work with organizations to make sure that we're bringing in students from all different backgrounds um, to, to kind of take a seat at the table and, and to be part of, of the learning that happens. But most specifically, and I think I've said this several times before, is there's a student who's going to read that course description and understand that this is about the UN SDGs, that this is about taking ownership over solving the, the SDGs this is going to be the type of student who understands like I'm going to be I'm going to inherit this responsibility to build mm -hmm. you know the, the solutions to be part of that framework and I can be a lawyer I can be a doctor I can be mm -hmm. a teacher um, but I have a responsibility and so there's going to be those students who want to come and do it and to be amongst other students who are thinking about this right. who are living and breathing this throughout the year who are already building awareness about the UN SDGs and maybe you're the only one in your neighborhood or the only one in your school um, we're the only one in your family who's really talking about this, and you're kind of constantly, you right. know, bringing this up to be around other students who are all excited about it, to have that community of people um, for the first time. Um, that's going to be an amazing experience, and that's the type of student who's going to come um, and and thrive in, in that course. And how can this be beneficial for college candidacy? Oh, very beneficial. Yes, um, I, I think it's. It's how the student's going to talk about the experience, how the experience transformed right. them, uh, why they chose to take on this opportunity when they could have done a multiple of other things throughout the summer, but they chose this um, this course. I mean, I think how they speak about maybe the, the topic that they chose with their group, how if they speak to the ideas of um, what they learned through through a group work, maybe not getting along with everybody, but then coming to a solution and a consensus, um, learning how to you know do laundry for the first time on your own, right, or, or budget your own money. So it's college um, preparatory. It's college prep, and, and it's college yeah. prep. It's yeah. college prep. The Adijan Future Global Leaders course will be coming to New York City at Barnard College, Columbia University, here with Esteban Olivares, Summer Discovery. 
Rosie Chawla, UNESCO Center for Peace, and the incredible instructor at the Idea Gen Future Global Leaders course this summer, New York City. You can find out more information at summerdiscovery.com and at ideagenglobal.com. Thank you so very much, Esteban, Rosie. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing to change the world and to help lead to make that impact. Thank you, Sean. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you.